It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Unfortunately, fans, we start off tonight on another very sad note. Um, I'm going to start off by uh, telling a couple of stories here. Um, the first time that uh, Chris Pallies, a.k.a. King Kong Bundy, and I met um, was around uh, 1993. We were, I was with Windy City Wrestling at the time. And we were doing a TV taping at uh, Balmoral Park Racetrack. And um, so I, we were getting ready for the meeting. And so we all gathered around. Um, in addition to our regular crew, Chris was on this event, so was Chris Chavis, a.k.a. Tatanka, and another man that uh, became a a very good friend of mine as well, Um, Coco Beware. So, um, I wound up um, coming into the meeting, and I was standing right behind Chris Pallies, King Kong Bundy. Now, um, he had looked big on TV, but <clears throat> when I walked up behind the man, and he is like at least a foot taller than I am, and a bullet head that went right into his shoulders, no neck, my first thought was, I better not screw anything up or this guy is going to kill me. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. Um, Instead, um, Chris wound up, he treated me as if I was Dick Worley or Tim White or any of the other longtime professional referees who did this for a living. Chris always treated me as an equal. He never treated me as just some low-end indie guy. Um, And that showed very well um, with uh, a little uh, story that I'm going to go ahead and tell right now before I um, start the actual official show. Um, We're working 
for a promotion called uh, MCW, Midwest Championship Wrestling. And it was the last show of the first year, which was around um, 2001. And we somehow survived a main event that was held in a cage with Chris and the match before with uh, um, Bushwhackers and Public Enemy, somehow one of the springboards broke. We got through it. We survived it. So Chris asked me to take him and Sione Valei, a.k.a. the Barbarian Hotel. So we had, we had some basic directions, but on the way, got lost. So, um, at the time, I had, I had the, you know, the original cell phone. This was when cell phones were first really coming into popular use. I oh, had one the of the so, so it was, it was, a, it was one, one of the ones that was the size of a brick, right? Yes, it was the, it was the okay. size of a brick. The, um, <laughs> the, the piece where the mouthpiece was was you know a big flap you put it down and for all you kids for all you kids out there this thing instead of instead of uh touching numbers on your screen you actually had a keypad that you yeah, had to you had press to the numbers and they showed up in orange <laughs> on the screen right below the right below the earpiece and then you hit the send button so i got i've got Chris in the front seat next to me I've got Sione in the back seat, and while I'm I'm, while we're talking to the hotel desk clerk, getting us directed to get them to the hotel, we're all swapping stories. I mean, it was probably one of the most fun times that uh, we had had, two of us, and after it was all over, um, <clears throat> we got to the hotel safely got them out, got their bags out, um, gave Sione a big hug, gave Chris a big hug. Uh, um, then uh, the last time we actually worked together was, I think it was around um, 2003 or four for uh, Powerhouse Wrestling in Streeter, Illinois, when I was uh, running, helping to run that promotion. And... Um, the Friday night before, and we had done, we did a double, holiday double shot. Um, we met at a restaurant that's now call, closed called Bogies, and I got there um, after I had got done with something. I can't even remember what it was, and I walk in, and Chris is sitting there at the table with everybody else, and he sees me, and it's right away, Steve, how the are you? And I come over to him, and we give each other a big hug, and it's like we just we just picked up like nothing, you know. There had been no time between when we had seen each other last, and that's just the kind of guy Chris was. I mean, when you were a friend, you were a friend for life, and that really really meant the world to me. Um, this really hurts, uh, you know. Um, I, if I sound a little rough, I've been fighting a scratchy throat since I got up this morning. This uh, 
I was uh, my wife woke me up with news a little before five, and I've been trying to I've been trying to deal with it ever since. And do you, you know, do you have hot water heating? No, no. Do you, we're, no, okay. Yeah, we're in a gas say. furnace. Okay, because I was going to say hot water heating can dry you out. Yeah, get some get some hall centers yeah. red. Yeah. Get the red hall centers. And overdose on them. Okay? You sound better well, than I do with my actually, voice goes. I've got, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's oh. probably because I've been drinking. I've had like about three or four cups of tea today. Um, oh, I've actually got sugar-free. I've got sugar-free cough drops. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, when you're married to a diabetic, you know, you, you, do, you do things like that. You have, you have sugar-free and cough so, drops? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's All right. Um, just and I'm just getting I'm just getting a message here, for, um, folks. Then we'll we'll go ahead. We're going to talk about a couple of other um, controversial stories, and then uh, in about uh, ten minutes, we are going to be joined by a gentleman okay. by the name of William. Okay. Well, if you really want to, the two of you, if you really want to fix those throats of yours, I'm serious. Go get yourself some peppermint tea, three bags in a big cup, and you want some honey and some lemon. If you can't do the honey, at least try and do the lemon, and you need Hall Center's red chest. You need them or the black I have done that. I have done that. Thank you. I have mm-hmm. pneumonia. Okay? Like, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry my, no, 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 my, my throat offends you. I It'll feel guys. good. It'll feel good. That's what I'm trying to say. It'll feel good. So uh, let's let's go ahead and let's uh, get with the uh, formal introductions. Uh, Sadistic Sean is uh, off tonight. He will yep. be joining us tomorrow from Chicago. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, and if you're not aware, I don't know where you've been for the last week because uh, we started advertising this uh, back on Thursday. Uh, thanks to our friend Tina Gant, we are going to at least have Ricky Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express, WWE Hall of Famers, here live on Wrestling Authority Radio tomorrow night at 9, 8 central time. So you don't want to miss it. So, all right. So um, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my uh, two wonderful co-hosts. I am Jeff Wu, also known as Malice Mayhem, a.k.a. The Frog. And the reason why show, and the other reason why this show will never be a bag of ducks. Chaotic Katie. Oh, honey. All right. Well, um, we're gonna talk a little bit. Um, we have more information about the uh Arn Anderson firing. And and this situation does not look good, not only for Arn, but for another a certain female superstar who was the reason that Arn got fired. Oh, um, damn. Yes, at a, uh, at a house show just uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I hear ago. background noise. Yeah, I'm hearing it too. Huge background noise. Sounds like somebody's yeah, got, like a, like got a dance club going. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh. Um, so anyway, what happened was showed up to the event inebriated. Oh, damn. And Arnett still put her in the ring. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which, that oh, obviously... Shit. Are they saying who? Vince, huh? I just said who. But, uh, Arn Anderson put her in the ring. You didn't say who got put in the ring. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Alicia Fox. Okay, well, then I... Okay, thank you. All right. Yeah. You're, well, she you're, shouldn't... You're, she you're was inebriated. She should have been sent home. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She should have been well, sent home. Well, there's background noise. So anyway, so so that is why Vince had had it. You don't do something like that, so Arn is gone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, okay. Now, um, just a couple of uh, of uh, stories that are uh, out uh, right now that are definitely uh, very big. And um, we're going to go ahead and let her talk about them because uh, one boyfriend of the, it's, I know it's going to sound convoluted, but the boyfriend of a daughter of a WWE Hall of Famer. A boyfriend of a dog, a boyfriend of a daughter of a WWE Hall of Famer. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, all the the boyfriend. Okay, that's totally okay. Now my head is totally spun around. Keep going. <laughs> so, so just go ahead. Um, tell tell everybody what we've we've been we've been in some we've been in some talks with uh, um, both the both the accused party and the accuser. And okay. oh, okay. So. So, you know, um, and, uh, um, well, the uh, exchanges today, and that, as you, as you might remember, Katie. Um, so, Jess, why mm-hmm. don't you go ahead and get okay. everybody up to speed on this, because I know uh, William and his wife are going to call in <laughs> shortly. Okay, so you are not getting booked. Released the story last week that um, Jaden Roller who is an independent wrestler, pretty big on the circuit, um, was having inappropriate text with a 15-year-old special needs girl. Um, now, the, the inappropriate text, it was a text that was, uh, it, was a, it wasn't a screenshot, it was a picture of a text. It said Jaden Roller at the top. And then it said in there in the conversation, since you're such a fan, would you oh, like to see and make a picture of me? Would you like to have a make a picture of me? She declined. I'm not ready for that. And and that. And they ran the story and they went forward with it. Um, Jaden has adamantly denied that that conversation even took place and that that is a legitimate thing. Um, I contacted the person who took pictures of the screenshot and asked for more details 
and ask for more, you know, what could you give me? Could you give me more details? And they basically said, um, I don't feel comfortable doing that right now. Um, and they just, they weren't, they weren't forthcoming with more information. When I contacted Jaden today, he said, I'm in contact with a lawyer. And as soon as, um, everything comes out in the wash, I will gladly let you know everything that went down and how this all went. But basically it kind of looks like somebody's trying to bury a situation because he is he is dating a WWE Hall of Fame daughter and he does have a promising career. I mean he is very promising on the circuit as well as, you know, possibly going forward. And it's kind of like a damning thing that possibly somebody just jealous of his progress decided to do this, and we live in a world where anybody can put anything on the Internet and everybody automatically jumped to it because automatically everybody started hating on Jaden Rollins that are finding out whether it was true or not or anything like that because if it's on the Internet, it might as well be true. And um, I am I'm the first one to not... Um, to be anti, you know, having inappropriate conversations with kids. I am the first one that is anti any kind of sexual abuse or any of that. But I tell you, I have seen the text. I have had conversations with Jaden as well as this gentleman who was featured in the story. And something isn't adding, something's not adding right. Something's not adding up. Something's not okay. Um, there's, there's missing information or something. It's just not, and, and it's not in James' character. You know, like, it's, it, it's, he's got a beautiful girlfriend and a pretty hectic schedule. I mean, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have time to text a 15-year-old girl, but it just seems highly unlikely, and it seems kind of like a setup. And when the person's not willing, like when the person's not willing to produce more, you know, um, screenshots, more, you know, people who are telling the truth don't have problems backing it up. Right. And he's right. That guy is yeah, not we don't. We, to we don't want to do. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it just it just seems really weird because it seems like he's not producing um, more information. You know, when I asked him, you know, like, hey, you know, like, this is what I'm going on the air and this is what we're dealing with. And he was like, well, I just feel like it would be damning to the young lady. And I was like, well, can you block out what she said and just show me what Jaden said? And he's like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And it they, was just like yeah, right, right. And we don't want to, and we don't want to do what we originally did in the Michael Elgin case, like everybody else nope. did, and throw guilt out there before we know everything that happened. So yes, all right. right. Now at this time we're going to go ahead. We're going to take we're going to um, take in our uh, guests uh, tonight. Uh, this poor gentleman um, just brought me. <laughs> 
the story on Monday, and I was absolutely shocked um, when I read it. Uh, now, unfortunately, it is uh, a to me a sad commentary on the day and age and the political climate that we live in. I'm not trying to get political, but uh, you know, we do have to talk about it and admit that it's part of the situation. Um, so at this time, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to uh, welcome into the ER Will and Selena Huckabee. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank Hi, you guys. Thanks for, having us. thanks for coming. Thanks out. for having us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, and I, I happen to be an independent wrestler as well, and I saw this article. And my stomach just automatically turned, and I, yeah. I, I, I became, I became full of rage and anger and sadness and madness, and like I wanted to drive the, is it Alabama? Yeah, <laughs> Alabama, Alabama. I wanted to go to Alabama and start a hate crime because I was just like, this is not okay. This is bad. So. But instead, I, I turned it over to Steve and said, hey, you got to see this. So. And, and she showed it to me, and I'm telling you right now, um, my face turned red. My blood pressure shot through the roof. I mean, I was about to, as the uh, old expression goes, lose my religion over it. It, Ooh, it, yeah. it takes me off that oh, yeah. And when you say that, good old Southern folks, they understand that expression. <laughs> does, okay, I don't understand that. Does, I don't understand that expression. Does that mean the man who never swears would start swearing? Is that what it means? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, start swearing, start uh, getting violent, things like that. Yes. Yes. Oh, that, okay, uh, so, so commit Harry Carey. He would commit yeah, Harry Carey. Okay. Yes. All right. No, yes. no. Basically, 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 it means that uh, you're gonna be very unchristian, like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm accused bad of that. Language, bad language. <laughs> no. I mean the old expression. Hey, Steve is our voice of reason. Uh, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I've I've been I've been a ref for over 25 <laughs> years, and I've been voting for. Uh, close to 10 on and off. So, yeah, you know, and when I, and when I saw this, I mean, like I say, I, I saw, I saw red right away. I was just, I was just so angry. And then it's like, okay, I got to try and find, I got, you know, I got to try and find this guy. So I found, I found your Facebook. And then when I read Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But there, hold on a second. There is some serious background noise. Whoever has the background noise, please eliminate it. We have a rule on this show. If you're gonna have more background noise for two seconds, mute yourself, please. Thank you. Okay. I think we got it. All right. But yeah, anyway, it's the only thing um, I have issues. Can't deal with it. So anyway, um, yeah, I. I saw the, you know, I saw Selena's post, and that upset me even more because she's getting backlash over the way Will reacted. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. That cannot happen. That cannot be allowed. So I immediately got in touch with them and said, can you guys, and they're, and they're obviously in big demand right now because of the situation, can you please come on our show tonight? And very graciously they agreed. So, well, this is, this is you guys' story. Um, I'm going to shut up. I want you to go ahead and, and tell it <laughs> to people. Uh, well, long story short, I was uh, contacted to work the show. Um, and they're doing like an invasion angle. We've all seen that independent wrestling where, you know, a rival company comes in, wants to take over. Uh, and I was brought in to, I guess, be the muscle of, of the stable. <clears throat> um, everything was fine. You know, um, the promoter, uh, Shane uh, Baker, had made a statement uh, at the beginning of the show, basically saying that any kind of, you know, profanity or any kind of, like, hate speech, uh, anybody that said anything inflammatory would be escorted out of the building and would be banned from the show because uh, I guess, and I'm assuming from what I've been told, that in a couple of past shows, uh, the person in question had made some very, him and some friends of his, associates of his, had made some very inflammatory remarks that resulted in a wrestler getting physical with them and knocking his hat off his head and stuff like that. Uh, so for the most part, the entire show uh, went off without a hitch. Now, I will proceed this by telling you what kind of show this was uh, with the fact that when they contacted me to work, I was under the assumption that I was just wrestling for this 10-man tag match. Uh, and then it was brought to my attention that I had to wrestle twice. So if for anybody, any of your fans and listeners who are wrestlers, they know that a lot of times that's a big no-no. Like if you need somebody to wrestle more than once in a night, uh, then you need to let them know up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was yep. fine. I was a professional. Exactly. I, I was fine. I was a professional. I was like, no problem, um, because I was the second match of the night, then I had to wrestle the main event, so it was no issue for me as far as being blown up and stuff. Um, during the match, like I said, the match was going very fine. Uh, we did this very complicated spot where, you know, everybody's hitting big moves and they piled her out and we start this dive sequence and I'm the last person to dive. And the, the older gentleman, and the, the guy who made the statement was an older white guy in a, on a motorized scooter, uh, him and his girlfriend. I found out it was him and his girlfriend. Um, so I do the dive, and I'm outside the ring selling. And at first, they're like, hey, you, black guy, turn around. We want to get a picture of you on the ground. And as a heel, I'm oh. just ignoring them. And then, you oh. know, it comes to other statements where it's like, hey, you in the red, I know you hear me. Turn around. We want to get a picture. And I'm still just taping them. I'm not listening to them. I'm not turning around. As a heel, I'm not going to give the fans what they want. Uh, so the right. part comes where I have to start getting up because my spot's coming in the ring. And so I'm getting up, and then this gentleman says, yeah, that's right, boy. Get on your knees where you belong. And at that time, that's kind of my trigger word because if you uh-huh. use a racial slur, if you use it like the N-bomb or slay, you know, spook, spade, lawn jockey, sambo, now you're just insulting me boy. as a race. but. Yeah, but when you use the word boy, now you're trying to demean me. You're trying to demean me as a man. And for anybody that knows about Southern culture and slave culture and stuff, you know that the term boy was always said to black men to make them feel less and to to demean them as an adult grown male. So that's kind of my trigger word. So when he said, hey, boy, that's right, you're going to leave where you belong, 
I knew there were kids around, but they weren't by this person. So I kind of, as you can see from the picture, I'm kind of like hiding myself from the majority of the fans. They couldn't see it. And I just very slyly gave this guy the figure to let him know, like, hey, that's not appreciated. Then I get in the ring, we finish the match. Uh, that goes off without a hitch. After the match, I'm supposed to have a promo with the promoter. Uh, so I shoot this promo because I've officially won a title shot to challenge for any title in this company at the next show. Uh, so I'm doing a promo with the promoter, and as a, as a heel in the South, you know, I do the whole, hey, I'm, I'm not from Alabama. I'm going to take your title to North Carolina where there's real wrestlers and it's the home of Ric Flair. We have real men, and there's nothing, you know, you redneck, inbred, trailer park, toothless, food stamp receiving, et cetera, et cetera, people can do about it. Um, and, of course, the fans are booing because nobody wants to be called trailer park trash and say they have no teeth and they get food stamps, whatever. Um, and that's fine, you know. So me and the two guys, two of the guys that I was in the match with, uh, G Smooth and this gentleman named uh, Seagull Collins, we go to the back. Um, and we're in the back and we're talking and stuff about the match or whatever, and then the referee comes in and he's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry about what just happened. Uh, and, and we don't know what's going on. And we're like, all right, well, you know, fine, whatever. You know, it's cool. Like, you, you, you're green and you're a referee, but you're still green. And I'm thinking he's talking about him messing up as a referee. Uh, and then we hear the promoter still talking over the, the announce system. And, you know, it's not the greatest uh, sound system and stuff. So it kind of sounds like Charlie Brown's mo- mother, you know, the whole womp, 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 womp. So we have no idea what's going on. We just know he's talking a lot at the end of the show. And we're like, hey, shut up. Let the fans leave. You're kind of killing our heat. Because um, I'm not even thinking about the fact that this guy, you know, I, I gave this guy a finger. I'm not even thinking about that at the time. So the promoter comes right. in, and he's like, hey, guys, don't worry. That fan and those two fans are never coming back here. They're banned from ever coming to this promotion. And, I, and once again, at this time, I still don't know what's being said, what's been said. I'm just like, oh, well, you know, it's fine. Like, um, you know, just, I just don't want you to kill our heat for next month. Well, then another wrestler's wife comes into the locker room, and she tells us the story. And she's like, yeah, uh, after y'all came to the back, he started creating a fuss because they were kicked out of the building um, because he said, why does he get that? I thought you said there was no, he couldn't, you couldn't say anything inflammatory or derogatory. You couldn't call people names. Why does he get to call us a redneck, but we can't call that nigger a nigger? And yeah. And so I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I don't know if I can cuss on this though. I'm sorry. I swear more than anybody. Go ahead. (laughs) But but I'm just like, oh, shit, really? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I'm fine. Like, yeah, don't let them come back. You know, he already called me a boy, and then he says this, after we go into locker room, there's nothing we can say about it. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, now, we find out actual, in actuality that this gentleman is the referee's father and the, and the father's girlfriend. So now we realize why the referee is apologizing, because oh. now his dad has said this about us. Um, oh, wow. Once again, a little side tangent. Um, the referee is no longer booked at this show as well uh, because his father made a inflammation, because his father said that, because I guess the promoter doesn't want, uh, I guess he doesn't feel like the referee can find another ride to the show. So now this referee who had nothing to do with it, who just happens to have a racist-ass father, has lost the booking as well. I just want to put that out there on your oh, show, which I haven't God. told anybody else. Um, 
But so fast forward, he tells us they're banned. We're like, all right, cool. We go to Waffle House to eat, and Matt C. Dog Collins gets a phone call from the book, from the promoter. Uh, and then he gets off the phone, and he says, hey, Will, let me ask you a question. I'm like, what's up? And he shows me the picture that I posted on social media. And he's like, hey, what's up with this picture? And I tell him the story. I'm like, hey, look, the dude was talking crazy, and he called me a boy and told me to get on my knees where I belong. So I kind of gave him the finger. And he was like, well, uh, Shane said that we can't book. He can't book you anymore because uh, uh-huh. you gave the fans a finger. And they're, the, the fans that got banned and stuff are making a big fuss that you can give them the finger and you can come back, but they can't come back because of what they said. Uh, and I was oh, like, are you serious? And he's like, yes. And so we were talking and stuff, and I'm like, well, the fans are going to wonder why I'm not at the next show because they know I get a title shot next show. What's going to uh-huh. happen? He's like, I don't know. Uh, he's like, but I'm pretty sure they're going to come up with a lie or something, and or this fan is probably going to start some problems because they're banned from the show as well, and this is a small town. So in my mind, I was like, hey, Matt, send me this picture because I'm not – as a wrestler and um, – for anybody who's a wrestler or in the wrestling business, you know that a lot of times your reputation uh, is all that you really have. That's what people really judge you on is your reputation and what yeah. people say about you and what they see on social media. So I'm like, I'm not going to let these people get the first word. I'm not going to let them put this picture out saying that, you know, I'm out here giving the finger on family-friendly shows where there's kids around and not telling the entire truth. Because, of course, this racist older white gentleman is not going to tell everybody why I gave him the finger, and neither is his girlfriend. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to get home, uh, and I talked to my wife about it. I was like, hey, this is what happened. I want to make a post about this. And so she was like, you should. So I went ahead and I made the post to get in front of the story. I didn't intend for it to become as big of a thing as it has become. For me, it was just I don't want my reputation ruined because – some racist bigot in Alabama uh, would, wants to put my picture on social media and say that I'm not family friendly, which anybody who knows me knows that I am. You know, I'm a husband. I'm a father of five. I have two sons with autism. Um, I'm a, I can yeah. be family friendly. I, I don't have to use profanity on every match. Have I used profanity on shows? Yes, but those are usually shows that are 21 and up in bars with alcohol and no kids. So that's the long and short of the story. Uh, Since I've made that post, the promoter has come out and says, oh, we never said we're not going to book him. We just said he was suspended for 90 days. And then it was, no, he's just suspended for 60 days. And I'm like, hey, hold on. Because on my original post, I said, A, I know everybody from Alabama is not like this. And I'm not blaming the promoter. I was more mad about the fact that this racist bigot was able to influence who got booked or not. And I understood that the promoter didn't want to find himself in an awkward position. But now since this story has broken and stuff, and he started responding um, to certain comments on social media and saying, oh, he's not banned, he's suspended, I'm oh. like, come on, this is, and this is not WWE, this is not Ring of Honor or New Japan. You can't suspend me. I'm not under contract. You're just not booking me. Like, don't make it, don't try to cover your ass and say, oh, we're going to use him. We're just going to suspend him until everything calms down. Then we want to bring him back. It was, no, you're not booking me, okay? Um, And, no, I'm not coming back because of the way you handled it. If you would have contacted me and said, hey, Will, why did you give our fans the finger? I would have told you 
what was said. And that was another reason why I made the post is because I was mad that I wasn't, he never talked to me about why I, I gave this fan the finger. He just saw the picture and took them for the word for it, which to me makes me feel like he also felt the same way as this gentleman does. He's just trying to cover his ass. He's also just as racist as this bigot who said, why can't I call this nigger a nigger? He just wants to cover himself. So that's the story. Um, I, I would like to say, I, I would like to say, Steve, I would like to say out of everybody who's responded to the social media, uh, you are the first and only person who actually took up for my wife, and I really appreciate that. Like, I've, I definitely made sure to clear my schedule. I had a lot of requests for people wanting me to come oh. on their show, um, and, and you were the first person to actually say, no, no, it's not okay for you to attack this gentleman's wife for standing up for her husband, and I, we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hey, my None, none my of it pleasure, is right. None of it is right. I thank you. I, I humbly... Um, Thank you for that. Um, speaking of, uh, Selena, if uh, you can go ahead and come on in here and jump in, because, uh, like I said, it was your post that I read on Will's page that really just, I mean, it, it raised the hackles on the back of my neck when I read it. And, you know, I want I want you to go ahead and come on in and explain, because, you know, people sit there and think that stuff like this only affects the performers. They don't understand that there are family members that get affected by by bad things like this as well. So, Selena, please, go ahead. Hi. Um, Well, after, you know, Will came home, well, he called me first, and he told me what had happened, and then once he got home, he really went into detail and stuff, and I supported him on his post and everything. Um, And you know, as he started receiving messages from people and people were commenting on his posts and stuff, and I realized how people were saying, were acting like it was okay. And basically, oh, stop being a crybaby. You need thicker skin. You should be happy to have this heat. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I wasn't there, but I've taken my kids to wrestling shows before. For you to say that, you're saying that it's okay. It's okay for the fans to say that, and it's okay to do it in front of these kids. And that's one thing that I really, I, I cannot tolerate that at all. Um, kids are not born racist. They learn it from adults. It's learned. So you're saying that it's okay, like it's okay for this man to say this stuff and for these kids to hear it. And these kids are going to think, well, it's okay for me to say it. It's okay. No, it is not okay. We have to start with our kids. A family-friendly show, no, it's not okay. I mean, it wouldn't be okay anyway, but there are kids there. You can't do that, and there's no way to justify it. And if you say, oh, well, you need thicker skin, you're part of the problem too. We already have a big problem with racism. I'm, I'm a heel. And I'm all about getting heat, and I understand, and I, I, you know, but there is a big difference between heat and calling someone a nigger. I mean, that's not acceptable. That's not okay. And for the record, I'm I'm mixed, so I'm not being racist. But okay, you know, I, I need that's, to start breathing again. Okay. 
I can Oof. I can say that. I can say Oof. that. You forget I'm half I black. Know, I, I know, but you it. know, my fam parts of my family are half black too. So it's oh <laughs> god, oh jeez. <laughs> Oh, I know. Well, and I don't normally I don't normally use that word. I don't normally use that word just because it's just not. It's, oh there's, God. there's so many other colorful words in the vocabulary that say so many better, broader things. There's no need to bring that one up, so I don't bring it up. But okay, I I need an anti-nauseant. I'll be. I'm still with you, but oh God. But as a but as a but as a heel, I mean. We go around, I mean, we're very hated. We're very hated. We bring a lot of heat. And, um, um, I, you know, on a regular basis, um, I'm called a whore or whatever, you know. Inappropriate words. I mean, bad. But to bring race into it, that is just, I'm, I'm sworn by it. And I am so sorry that this has happened to you because this is not what... Yes. Professional wrestling is. This is just not. This is not what we do. And you, and I and I hope that you know this. Oh yeah, I, I mean I understand. Will has been wrestling as long as we've been together, and so I know the ins and outs. You know, I not I don't go to all the shows and stuff like that. I'm not one of those wrestling wives that have to be in mm-hmm. on everything that's going on and stuff, but. If something like I this, it needs to be addressed. I have okay. a question. I have a question, okay? Just because, all right, okay. Smash Wrestling, it's one of Toronto's uh, biggest promotions. Now, before the show begins, there's a public service announcement that states there will be, there will be, you, like, basically, to be at the show, we need some racial tolerance here. We also need some... Like we're, they're very LGBTQ, they're very LCGBQ, okay. So which mean and and because we're in Toronto, you, you wanna you wanna go saying any nasty words? Excuse me, I can say this because well, I date women. Um, you wanna go and say faggot and dyke and other stuff like that at our shows or any other racial slur that you've given, and and beyond. Lord help you, you will be thrown out. Do they not have a public service announcement? Do they not make sure the crowd show, have tolerance of everything in, that is going on at the show or they're gone? Not really. That's one of the, not really. We, that is any show we've mm. been to in Toronto, that has been said. Okay? Because our show, I mean, our, our town has, has hosted World Gay Pride. We do have a very huge gay community. And um, transgender, we have we have the entire rainbow. Not only that, Toronto is a very very diverse city. We have everybody. We have everybody here. Okay, everybody lives here. Every race, every color, every creed, every walk of life comes to Toronto. We are number two, rated by Vanity Fair of cities to live in and visit. You would never have that happen here. Never. Ever. Well, the thing you have to realize is that uh, America is not uh, America is not Canada, and and now there's slowly starting to be a movement, uh, not just in professional wrestling, but in American society, where we're speaking out against sexism and we're speaking out against homophobia. Yeah, but all of it. But we're not really, especially in professional wrestling, we're not really speaking out about racism. See, in, in, in the American Indies, it's, it's ta- 
taboo. You can't talk bad about. Uh, you can't be sexist because people will frown out. People will frown on you, and they'll call you out on social media. And you can't be homophobic because, uh, you know, social we media. as professional wrestlers will will rally the troops and we'll call you out on social media. But when it comes to racism. Uh, especially in the South, it's supposedly tolerated, and we don't really speak out about it because, like Selena said, uh, we should just be happy for that kind of heat because we're in Alabama, because we're in the South. No. Um, no. Oh, man. No. Seriously. Wow. No. And see, and how I, I came to this show, um, I came to this show actually as a victim of a an assault yeah. um, in a locker room. Right. I I was um, assaulted. I was sexually assaulted in a locker room, and it was a big story that was on the internet. And they interviewed me, and then they fell in love with me, and they kept me. And now I'm a co-host on the show. Oh, Jess, um, Jess, I've wanted I've wanted to have a. Okay, I'm little. I'm really tiny. I'm five foot one and a half, and about 125, 130 pounds, and I can fit in uh-huh. her purse. And I'm telling you, <laughs> you need, yeah, I'm telling you. Selena, you can fit me in your purse too. I'll jump out any time. It's all good. Just open the purse, do your job, pat me on the head when I'm done, give me a cookie, I'll go back to sleep. There you go. And <laughs> so when, I, when this story came out, I actually went through victim shaming. Like, oh. how dare I, how dare I, you know, why, why'd I come forward, you know, all this stuff and, you know, like, um, while you're in a locker room with men, you should, you know, be prepared for sexual advances and so on and so forth. And I was like, excuse me, you know, like, because I ended up, I ended up, I ended up with a bruised and lacerated kidney from the sexual assault. Mm. And um, so um, I, I kind of become an advocate. And so um, most of the locker rooms that I work at now, they come forward and they're like, we don't tolerate this, we don't tolerate this, we don't tolerate that. And they tell the workers what they don't tolerate. However, there isn't ever a conversation with the public on what's acceptable. And that's that's kind of a, unfortunately, I mean, I live in Kansas, which is still kind of mm-hmm. back hills and backwards. And so occasionally... You get some people to say some things that are like, "Did your mother have any children that lived?" Oh my lord, you know, like not acceptable things. And and so, I, I just, I mean, when I read this article, I was just absolutely like, my heart broke for you because that's just, I mean, that that's not heat. That's not heat. Heat is, you suck. You're an asshole. You know, go home. You know, like if I'm gonna say something, I'm gonna call you a jerk. I'm gonna, you know, you know that kind of stuff. You know, or you know, you're a cheater, or you're this, or you're that. But the content, it, it should be the content of your character, not the color of your skin. Well, see, the, the thing is, um, and and like I've said to a couple of friends and stuff, is the fact that. I don't consider myself a social justice warrior. Like, you know, I'm not Colin Kaepernick taking a knee for police injustice, and I'm not Martin Luther King, and I'm not Malcolm X or Meg or Everest. You know, this, the post, like I said, when I made the post, I didn't assume that it was going to take a life of its own. I didn't realize that 
this was going to become so big. Uh, my biggest issue is that I feel I'm, I'm very worried that people are going to take my story and use it to fit their own agenda. And really it was more about the fact that I didn't feel like as a wrestler that at first I didn't feel like the, that I was being looked out for by the promoter. I felt like because wrestling is supposed to be a brotherhood, no matter what, it's us versus the fans. And when it comes down to it, it's, you're always supposed to take care of your own. Yes. Um, yes. But now but now with 2020 hindsight being what it is, I've realized that we, have, we still have an issue uh, with American independent wrestling where we're not having this conversation, where if I'm with somebody's being racist towards me, like I said, uh, people assume that I'm just supposed to take it. And they'll use references oh. like, oh, well, Bobo Brazil and Harlem Heat and so Ron what? Simmons and Butch Reed, they were all called racist slurs, and they didn't do that. They just accepted the heat. And it's like, no, you don't know how they felt. But, yeah, it was they, you know, it was a different time, it was a different era. They were depending on professional wrestling to feed their families, and they were dealing, they were still dealing with racist bookers and racist promoters who would have fired them and costed them money uh, if they right. would have spoke out. Nowadays, exactly. we don't have to deal with that. Um, I also feel like um, as, as a couple, with, as far as Selena goes, um, with social media being what it is, now we can speak out and we can reach hundreds, thousands, millions of people. And not like you said, Steve, it's not just me that's affected. My family is affected by this. You know, my wife, luckily, I'm, I, and I'm not, I'm not talking about any parent who does, but my young children don't have social media. Uh, we do have an adult child who can see all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I have to set an example. We have to set an example for our kids to let them know, hey, this is not acceptable. Yeah. This is not responsible adult behavior. Um, it, it's just wrong. And I feel like we, I, I feel like we have to start the narrative when it comes to racism. The same way we started the narrative about homophobia in wrestling, the same way we talked about sexism in wrestling and rape culture in wrestling, we need that. We finally need to have the conversation about racism in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I agree, and Boy. I have a I have a tag team. I'm I'm a manager, but I have a tag team, and a part of my part of my tag team it, he happens uh, to be gay, and so we have had. Oh we shit! Have one, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't one know of my that. one of my um. I don't know. Oh, shit. Um, one of my uh yeah my demon my demon is gay. Um, Shithead. Right. Anyways, um, but we have we have promotion. We have a promotion that will not allow him to work because oh. of his sexual preference. Oh. And but they wanted oh. to hire hire oh. myself and the other worker. And the other worker and I were like, nope, it's it's all of us or none of us. You know, like we took a stand, and it kind of sucks. Yes. Is it only float to gay men, or does it float to gay women as well? Um, I, I really honestly think it's just a don't ask, don't tell. Okay. Like, they, mm. they just don't like him because My of family. his sexual preference. All right. Well, see, I also and feel like, and, and you, guys can, you guys can ask Selena about this, but I also feel like, 
it was very wrong for other other wrestlers and other fans to get like on her post and um and basically say the things they said, say that, you know, I need to toughen up and that we don't need to take this as serious. It's not that serious. I think that that was very insulting for people in the wrestling business to uh, get on her post, somebody who's not in the business, somebody who's just married to a wrestler, to get on her post and basically insult us and say, oh, well, you should just be happy you're booked. And I would have been too busy, you know, work to wrestling and stuff to pay them any attention. I feel like that's just insulting. That's something else that we need to talk about. What do you think, Selena? I agree 100%. And I I truly believe, like, just like with rape victims and everything, like, if you don't say nothing, nothing is ever going to happen. It's just going to keep going and keep going and keep going. You can't keep quiet about it. Mm, well, that's just, I'm, I, you know, I, like I say, no, I've been in shock since quiet, Monday. Though. Yeah, I've been, I've been in shock about this since Monday. And then when, you know, like I say, when I saw when I saw the post, and especially Selena, when I saw yours, it's like, okay, you know, I already said, you know, obviously because, of course, of my personal beliefs, no, this is not okay. And when I saw that you were getting attacked, too, it's like, okay, this has got to be stopped. There has to be a line drawn, and it has to be drawn now. And so that's why I said to I contacted Will and I said, look, I want I want you guys on here tonight because I want you both to be able to tell your story because I want people to understand that this type of situation has effects. It has consequences on more than just the individual performer. And so, you know, I just I was just like my God, you have got to be absolutely kidding me. And so that's why and if it I reached starts out. Affecting your bookings, if it starts affecting your bookings, let me know because I will, I will advocate for you and I will contact, I will contact promotions you never thought about getting into and you'll have more, you'll have more bookings than you know what to do with, sweetheart, because you know what, this is well, acceptable. I, this isn't, this, well, you know. You I'm know, going to say, I'm I wrestled in Kansas. I wrestled in Salina, Kansas, and stuff. And I think I love. I'm originally from St. Louis. Like I love the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's something we have to realize is that. Uh, you wrestled at the at the hotel in Salina, Kansas. Yes, uh, Billy Simmons that is a really good friend of mine. That happens that to guy. be the one. That happens to be the one promotion that will not allow the gay. Oh, believe it or not. <laughs> That happens to be the one uh, promotion that won't let the gay workers in. Well, then, uh, well, then that fits perfectly with the statement I was about to make is the fact that social media is so powerful. Like, if you just tell, like, you know, three day, a week ago, nobody really, nobody outside of the shows where I worked at and stuff really knew who I was. And now I've received messages from fans and wrestlers from all over the world, from the UK and Canada and Africa and the, the Middle East and Asia and stuff, um, all in support. I think that 
the same as in my situation, the same as your situation, if we start using social media to call these people out, to call out people who are homophobic, to call out people who are sexist, to call out people who are racist, because let's just admit that just not going to the show, not using, not spending our money at these shows is not working because, you know, it's, it's tax time and whether they get seven people or 700, they're ego promoters and they're still going to run. So if we stop, uh, if we stop pressuring them on social media that will be more effective. Exactly. You see, it's not, it's, this is the way I look at it, and I'm going to take a quote from Morgan Freeman, and I, I share it every time I see it. <laughs> Homophobia. It's not a phobia. You're not afraid. You're a fucking asshole. Sure. <laughs> same, same with racism. Okay. Same with racism. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not a phobia. You're an asshole. Well, there's, you know, there's no reason to not like somebody for the color of their skin. I grew, I grew you know what? Ridiculous. I grew up in the seven. I grew up in the seventies. I grew up in the projects. I grew up with everybody. Okay, and that's not my my. Because you're old. Is. No, just kidding. It I'm kidding. I'm fuck kidding. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am only. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Too. It's so um, good. Uh, our. Our other co-host, Sean, who's not here tonight, he and I run a promotion in uh, the central Illinois area. So um, uh, you and I are going to definitely talk. I'm going to look at uh, at uh, some of your video and that, and um, we're uh, we're running. We've already got we've already got our uh, June booked. Um, we're working on September and then uh, probably in November. So. Uh, we might, uh, we might, uh, you know, as long as we can get, as long as the price is right and everything, uh, we might be reaching out to you then. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't listen to the old man, huh? Let's, uh, <laughs> well, at least as long as it's not twenty dollars a cold hot dog and a half a warm soda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you are oh, a real loser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, well, we also hold hot dogs, baby. We also hold hot dogs and whole whole photos. It's just it's amazing. Oh, no. We're pretty deluxe in the Midwest. Okay, oh, God. I wanted to say that um, even though you know this has been a horrible experience and it breaks my heart that you know that my husband had to go through this. But we are really trying to make something positive out of it. And so, like, you know, we are definitely, like, not letting it get us down. Like, none of that, um, you know, people saying, oh, you should have done this, you should have hit them, did it. No, that's not the solution. Mm -hmm. That is not the answer. It's it's not going to make anything better. So we are definitely just trying to turn this negative into a positive and just set a good example for Everybody, but especially for these kids that love wrestling, that love I mean, like, to go to yeah. these shows. To go, to go and hit. I mean, that's that's like if somebody called me crazy. I go and hit somebody, and I'm just showing them I'm I'm, I'm just as crazy as they said I am. Exactly, exactly, and that's yeah. what you're you know, just giving them. We're saying, you're, and no, that yeah, is you not. feed them. Don't feed them. Right. Yeah. Don't feed them. Yep. <laughs> Don't feed them. Usually, usually when somebody starts insulting me and and repeating and everything like that, when I've gotten getting a lot of heat, 
Um, when I think that they're giving, when they're being like obnoxious, that's when I ignore them because they're trying to get the attention. And it's like you're not gonna steal my heat. You're not gonna. I'm I'm the I'm I'm the I'm the villain here. Screw you, hippie. This is my show. You know, uh-huh. like people came to see me. They didn't come to see you. Sit down. Shut up. You know, and yeah, so well, I ignore them. Yeah, I mean, someone tells you you suck. Like, especially if you got a mic in your hand, somebody tells you you suck. Just say, yeah, I'm not living your dream. Who sucks now? Who's the loser um, now? It's really so, funny. Uh, my my partner and I will. Uh, stand up and they're like why are we here because we can be why are we here or why are we here because we're pretty and then the next thing we say is uh you know somebody will say something and he'll he'll look at them and go you'd have to use your hard-earned money to be with somebody like her or I so just shut up you know so like you know we we're just we're just you know we're, we're bad we're bad but at the same time when somebody starts getting out of line, there should have been security. I mean, you know, there used to be Great. security at independent shows, you know, and they're becoming lax on it. And for some reason, you know, security I, I is not that, I, at independent I, shows. I don't think that more security is, is the issue. Like I said, I think that um, we just like with rape culture and everything else, we need to call out these offenders. Uh, we need to blast them on social media, um, like the promoter in question, um, Shane Baker and stuff. I also have my own podcast, and I was like, I know uh, I've said my side of the story. These people are, people are commenting. There's thousands of comments and stuff. Um, he hadn't really said anything. So I was like, hey, you should speak out. I actually invited him onto my actual podcast and was like, hey, this I'll give you 60 minutes to give your side of the story, why you made the decision you made. Um, and at first he told me in a private message, I don't want to come to your show because of all the comments and negative backlash I've gotten. And then when he was called out about it on social media, it was, I don't, I can't come on his show because my son is sick. Now I'm not going to say that his son isn't sick. I, I would like, I would like to think that he wouldn't lie on his child like that. Um, but if you realize that when we start using social media to pressure these bigots and these homophobic people and these sexist people, that's how we get progress. It's not. It's not going to be um, because we have security guards. It's not going because we're not spending no. money there. It's because we have called them out on social media, so now the entire world knows what kind of people they are. Right. Mhm. It's true. You're you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent. You know, it it it, it, yeah. it does it does make me ill. You know, I I wasn't raised like that. I'm not gonna say Canada is without racism. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, just because we were part of the Underground Railroad doesn't mean it's not here, okay? It doesn't mean it's not here. Yeah. It's in the smaller yeah. towns, yes. You come, you come and try and pull that bullshit here in Toronto, someone's taking you out. Someone's taking you <clears throat> And it doesn't matter. Well, here. like someone's I said, like, not, not, everybody, not everybody in Alabama is that way. Just like I know. Uh, I know. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that there are racist people in, in Toronto. They're just the very, they're, you know, yeah. they're the, 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 oh, the very stylish minority. Um, so I'm not blaming the city of Alabama. Hey, I'm not saying that, huh? Well, I was going to say, sweetheart, I'm pretty sure there are racist people in the White House, but I was just going to, you know, oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All I got to say about the White House, honey, it used to be pink until a couple people from our country, from Cape Breton, went and tried to set it on fire, and that's why it was painted white. So there you go. Mm. All right. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> drink your tea. Drink your tea. I drink my freaking tea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're up against a uh, hard top of the hour break. Um, Will, Selena, thank you guys so very much. Um, you're more than welcome to uh, stay on and listen to the rest of the show. Oh, we're going to start uh, talking you about Ross SmackDown when we come back. Um, so, you know, please, yeah. please, again, thank you both so very, very much for coming on tonight. Uh, you know, we are sorry for what you've gone through. We thank you for being willing to come on and tell your story and make a stand. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm. Uh, thank you for standing up. Thank you for standing up. Thank you for making thank a you. difference because I, I, I respect that mad respect because – the only way we will see change is by standing up and, and fighting it. And I, I absolutely, change. yeah, I well, absolutely thank respect thank you for that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having us on your show. Oh, like I said, Steve, uh, you, were the, you were the first person to actually speak out in defense of my wife. And I could not thank you enough for that. Uh, if I ever meet you, I'm probably going to hug you and give you a big old kiss in the oh. cheek. Welcome to it, Will. You are welcome to it. I will, I will do it right back to you, my friend. Totally, but, but like I said, this, totally this, was, uh, this, this was more about speaking out uh, and trying to set an example uh, for not only for my kids, uh, but for all the other young wrestlers who are out there, whether they're white, black, Asian, to let them know that they don't have to put up with that uh, and that it's okay to speak out. And whether you lose a booking in small town Alabama or big city New York, uh, you should never uh, go against your idea, your ideals and your morals and, and how you was raised and stuff. So thank you for having us on. We really right. did have a great time. Thanks thank for coming you. out. Thanks for coming thank out. You. And, thank and, you. And we'll, I hope that we'll you have definitely have season. you on again. Yes. And we'll definitely have you on again under much more pleasant circumstances, man. So. Oh yeah. Sure. I love All to right. I, I love to talk about wrestling. So yeah. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. <laughs> okay. Night. Have a great night. Have a great night. Make sure. Hey, make sure much, you listen tomorrow love. night as uh, Ricky Morton and hopefully Robert Gibson will be on. So. Uh, oh, it'll be I love Punky. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, I love Punky and them like Ricky and Robert are some of my closest friends. Oh, being from the south, you yeah, of course you love Ricky and Robert. So yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. <laughs> I you too, honey. Sure, I will make sure to send you the link. So thanks, guys, yeah, so much. Link, uh, all right. All right. So uh, cell phone people, refresh your calls. Um, we're going to go into oh, a uh, break, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, tonight uh, we are having to pay tribute to the late Keith Flint of the band The Prodigy, who sadly um, took his own life um, on uh, Monday. Uh, Folks, if there's something going on and you are feeling helpless, there is help available. Call a friend. Call a minister. Call a doctor. Call somebody. Call anybody. There's a national suicide hotline. Just call it. All right? And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Yeah. Because pay, and pay attention to people. Okay? Suicidal 
suicidal people aren't always depressed. Okay. My friend right. for my friend, I saw her like hours before she pulled the trigger and she was happy as she could be. Okay. I mean, it, it, yeah. So keep your eyes open. Yep. We'll be right back.
Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. Time, but at the same time, 
you didn't want to mess with them because, I mean, the in-ring presence was one thing, but you rubbed them the wrong way on the outside, and you was gonna get, you was gonna get the yeah. beast that you oh, owned. Oh yeah, you're getting. Uh, yeah, point exactly. blank period. <laughs> but another thing I exactly. want to point out is we got to try to lift our head up because, you know, it, we don't want to go into WrestleMania season, you know, with our hearts heavy, even though we can't help it that they are. You got WrestleMania season you're going into, you know, you got Cauliflower Alley directly after that, and then you got a lot of yeah. us going into StarCast. <clears throat> so we want to go in, you know, praying for all these right. situations, but we do want to go in with a smile, you know, uh, uh, with that smile on our face for our fans, even though, you know, we are going through tough times because we are just right. losing our brothers and sisters left and right. Exactly. Well, the thing was, yeah, the thing was that uh, Chris Post actually posted a couple of days ago um uh, that uh, he was going to be at uh, WrestleCade this year. So hopefully um, they will do something to uh, pay tribute to him during that uh, time as well. Because they didn't uh, do it tonight. But, yeah. But, oh, uh, no, no, but no, it's funny um, that you talk about that, Greg, because I, I was saying my first time that I ever worked with Chris was around mm-hmm. uh, 1993, um, Balmoral Park Racetrack in Crete, Illinois, uh, Windy City Wrestling TV taping. Um, and we were getting ready to do our pre-show meeting. We had Chris, Chris Chavis, and uh, Coco Beware all, uh, all working the taping with us. And so I wound up walking up and standing behind Chris. And I look up, and here is this guy that's you know, like a foot taller than I am, this bullet top head going right into right into his shoulders, no neck whatsoever. And I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the back of this guy and I'm and I'm thinking I'm thinking, Oh my god, I better not screw up tonight or he's gonna have me for dinner. <laughs> but he was so kind. So okay, gentle. I'm getting an echo. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh, Okay. Okay. I My think, studio's I being a bitch, so. <laughs> I'll ignore it. So, yeah, so go ahead. Tell some, tell some more. Let me see if I can scream. Good evening and welcome to the show. Who do I have? I'm not screaming. Are you there? Hi. Who do I have, yeah, honey? Welcome to the show. Okay, okay. Back back to you, man. Oh, God. Trying to scream. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, all right. Go ahead. Keep keep telling keep telling stories, man. Love to hear them. Oh. No, I'm... The the other thing too, you know, like I was, I, I texted you earlier. Um, he was part of um, out of the uh, uh, cluster of the uh, fantastic big man matches that maybe would have. I mean, there were there were a uh, uh, special few. There was Bam Bam Bigelow, there was Yoko Zuna, and then there was Big uh, King Kong Bundy. 
who people would love to see him match up to, because I think because King Kong was a little bit taller, uh, right? Probably a little bit bigger, but you, yes. but there, but every every everybody every big man match don't look good because every big man don't really look good in the ring. But you had mm-hmm. some big men that were really really huge. But the good thing about them is they can get in there and work. And if you get in there with another agile worker, it was just phenomenal. And one thing, Chief J. Strongbow, when they finished the match, he said, I love seeing you two big MFs go at it, boy. <laughs> and I mean <laughs> I mean, it, it just it just made it just made for great T V and it made for great, you know, uh house yeah. shows. And you know, and it just made for it. And then afterwards, he just had good spirits for it. He was a true professional, a true icon. And another thing I do want to point out: I am really uh-huh. proud of WWE and grateful and thankful that they acknowledged him right away on SmackDown. Because sometimes it takes them a week or two to acknowledge even the most poignant of deaths on a program, but they got to it with a graphic right away, and I was glad to see that. I wish they would have had, a, 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 you know, a, a bell salute for him because he deserved that, but at least he got that right away. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I hope I hope now that um, whatever uh, plans they had for the Hall of Fame, that uh, they do make a uh, slight adjustment and – now finally go ahead. It's been a long time coming. He should have been uh-huh. inducted years ago as far as I'm concerned. Um, I agree. I mean, you know, the, pro- the program with Hogan leading to WrestleMania was phenomenal. I mean, when he did the Brother Love show and he squashed Hogan on the set with, you know, with the sit-down splash, it's like, it's like holy cow. I mean, you know, the 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 crowds just went absolutely ballistic in that. Um and when he and when he uh, did the uh, bit where he slammed uh, the slammed the midget again, you know, as a heel, he knew how to how to draw outrage, but as a babyface later on, he knew how to get the crowd to love him. And that was one of those things with the, with the, especially with the five count, um, when yeah. when he was a when he was a heel, and that you know you you count the three and then he then he look at you and go five, and you know, yeah. you're like oh please was, now yeah, and get got the crowd got the crowd booing worse, but when he care. became a baby scared. Face, especially on the especially when he went in on the independent circuit. And that after he after he left um, after he left New York, um, you know, you would you would count three, and the crowd would be chanting five 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 five, five. and you know and he and he'd look at you and go five and you would go ahead and you'd count those last two counts and man you know the pop that that would get was just absolutely amazing. Ow. Okay, do you want to know how good he was? I'm going to tell you how good he was, okay, and how scary that no-neck bugger was. I legit had nightmares yeah. about him. Legit, okay? I had nightmares about that man. But I loved him. 
I loved him. Do not get me wrong. I loved him. I don't know, like, but I had some weird nightmares about him. <laughs> well, yeah. it's a thing the way, it's a thing where, you know, when you ask me and you ask me about, about him and, um, um, uh, about Mean Gene and a bunch of people, you know, it's bittersweet. Yeah. I'm saddened, but I can say that I am pleased to um, have to be able to say in all honesty, you know, people tell bullshit stories all the time, but right. the honesty of it with me is I'm glad to have known these people and have interacted mm-hmm. with them and known their true character <clears throat> and have true love yep. for them and true road stories and just have had them affect my life because, you know, when it comes down to me, Gene, King Kong, and mm. a whole bunch of other people, you know, they taught me the business. When I went, when my story going into business is the story of the greenest character in the history of wrestling ever going in, and it was these people that by watching them and talking to them and then taking me by the collar and teaching me things, me teaching me to appreciate the business the way, you know, I appreciate it today. And, you know, people, yeah. you get a cluster of people that are in your life, they're not there no more. Now, one thing I will address when you talk about the Hall of Fame, the one thing that bothers mm-hmm. me, you know, put people in, you know, when they when they die, then they go in. You know, they, they go in posthumously. But that's something that we all want to experience when we live in. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yep. We don't want to go oh, yeah. in after we dead. We want to get on that stage, and we would, that's the highest honor that there is in wrestling now. So that's something that we want to yep. experience when we're alive. We want to get on that that's stage in right. front of the whole WWE universe, in front of the tens of millions of people watching and get on that WrestleMania stage one more time in that stadium under those circumstances. Not when you got to put our picture up and say memory of, and then we go in that way. Because it don't mean nothing to us then. It might mean something to my right. family and my uh-huh. friends. And you want to wear that ring. But that, that's an honor that we want to experience you know, for ourselves, that's that's the last thing. And I can tell you that because before Mabel died, that mm-hmm. was the one thing that he wanted to cement his career. He wanted that more than anything on the planet. He talked about it all the time, and he didn't live to see it. Will Men on the Mission go in? I don't know. Will Mabel go? I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is not 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 about us per se, but I'm saying telling you as a person who's looking at life and death in this business and then the people go in the Hall of Fame after that, you know, don't 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 tell me you love me when I'm gone. Don't send me flowers yeah. after I'm gone. Give them to me while I'm living so I can appreciate them. Mm. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly. Uh, I was just, I was so just had this conversation true, today. 
I just had this conversation today, actually, with somebody, you know, like, what does it take to get in into the Hall of Fame nowadays? I mean, now I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I love you, Mark Henry, but you retired and then and then you came back for a little bit and then you retired again. Um, but you got put into the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's been others that are not even five, ten years retired and they're getting into the Hall of Fame. Like, I have a list of names as long as both arms and legs of people that should be in, so I will not go there, you know? And it's getting, you know, as a fan, we want to see the ones that deserve to be in there, not the ones that are Triple H's buddy or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. That's how I like, 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 like China. China revolutionized the business yeah. as far as the women go. You know, as far as the women's revolution go, you know, she's like the architect of it. I mean, she's going in now with DX, and that's great. Right. But, um... Yeah. But, um... It should have been, 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 been years ago... Yeah, especially while she was still around. You know, I know there were circumstances that uh, the office wasn't exactly particularly happy about, but then again, the office yeah. should talk because, after all, why did she wind up leaving? Because of somebody in the office. And we all know who that was. Mm-hmm. I'm biting my tongue on all of this because the injustice is done, done to China or... Too great for me to discuss. They really are. They're too great for me to discuss. So, yeah. yeah. I'll leave it alone. Hey. I can, I can play I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still here. I just, oh, I'm, I'm right. still oh, here. No, no. It's your show, too, you know. Hey, do what you want to do. And hello, yeah. I'm I'm Jess Blue. I'm the other co-host. I joined late. I apologize. Hi, sweetheart. Yeah, thirty lashes with a wet noodle for uh, not getting back in after break. Hold on, hold on. I'll get her. I'll so, get her. I'm getting her. I'm getting her. Okay. Get, so, um, so yeah. So keep Greg, keep going, man. The floor is yours. Keep talking about stuff because. Uh, <laughs> There you there go, go, Blue. Have, have, yeah, have to get her for being late. Uh, but, Greg, yeah. go ahead. The floor is yours. <laughs> tell, some, tell some more stories, my friend. All right, all right guys. You know what? I'm sorry. I got to cut this short. I got to jump off. Good, it was It was. It was a oh. pleasure talking to you guys. And um, hey. just, you know, Much don't love. hit me up because somebody died. Call me up and we can talk about, you know, something nice. Okay. You got it, Greg. You got it. I owe you a few good phone calls, uh, and I will definitely All right. uh, live up okay. to that, my wish friend. List. So. All, right. All right. All right. I have a, I have, I have a wish list. Put them on it. That's my wish list. Come on now. You know the rule. All right. It's never very long. Okay, he's, well, on my, he's on my wish list. All right. Well, thank, <laughs> thanks again to uh, thank Greg Gerard, a.k.a. Oscar of Men on a Mission. So, um, all right. Well, guys, let's go ahead and let's okay. uh, let's start breaking down Raw from uh, from Monday night. Um, oh, crap! All right, here we go. 
All right. So we start off with um, the Roman Reigns gum cow coming Yay. in. Yay. Which yes. Yay. He's finally Yay. you know, he had to get sick to get the to get the pop that uh Vince has been wanting for him for all this time. <clears throat> so, um and uh we're gonna talk about that because there's somebody else who was uh throwing some rather stupid comments out there. Oh god, about him and uh a former a former uh big name star himself who we have talked about on the show. Okay, but, uh, name we'll, of- get, we'll get into that. We'll get we'll get into that momentarily. Okay? Then stop teasing me. Um, <laughs> honey, if I didn't tease you, you wouldn't want it so bad. Oh <laughs> you can just stop. Because he knows I'm going to walk into that, and I didn't, so I'm not going to again. Uh-uh. Yep, yep, yep. It's another Marty the Moth. It's another Marty the Moth and the pole. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah. Okay, anyways, go before I before I, I, I so, really want to talk so, about So Roman comes out, then Seth joins him. They call out uh, Dean. Dean comes out. He stands there on the ramp hesitantly and not sure whether he wants to uh, come out and join his brothers or not. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, from behind, gets bashed with a guitar from Elias. Oh, man. So, um, that, that pissed me off. Yeah, exactly. That kind of pissed That's me off. what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And it and it worked. It worked yeah. very well. Um, leave the lower back. Leave the lower back alone. Yes, it's only a balsa wood guitar. Yes, it's only it's it's only poorly freaking glued together and whatnot, and it's really really thin. But you know, it still sucks. Okay, it still sucks, Elias. Still sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the problem is they're also trying not to to uh, accidentally do a headshot, so that's why they keep them low. And that. So then you get a uh, interview with um, uh, with uh, Drew, um, Bobby Lashley, and uh, Boring Corbin. Um, and so uh, Finn Balor then you know then comes out. So this starts off uh, with a six man tag: Braun Strowman, uh, Kurt Angle, and Finn Balor against uh, Drew McIntyre. Boring Corbin and uh, uh, Musclehead Lashley, and um, and so um, and so they uh, get uh, so they get uh, um, Finn with the uh, Claymore kick and then uh, slam slam him onto the step, take the win. <clears throat> then. Um, then Charlie comes out uh, while is in the back with uh, heavy machinery, and um, they show some footage teams making fun of Otis, um, and Otis is like, I'm sensitive, that hurts my feelings. And so Tucker says, hey, you know what, we're going to go to the McMahon's we're going to have a match. We're going to hurt every one of these people for what they, what they're doing to you. <clears throat> then, um, Natalia versus, uh, 
Ruby Riot. Oh. Um, that was a great match. Okay, what's going on with yeah. Eva Marie Jr., man? If I were Natty, I would have clotheslined her off that ramp. Don't do it while I'm having my moment, bitch. Who the fuck are you? Oh, my God. I would have slapped her. Hey, hey, you know, that's the way That's the way it's programmed. Blame Bruce Pritchard. You know. I fucking I hate you, Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Never denied it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't love you. I yeah. love and then, uh, you. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then uh, Stephanie in the back with uh, Michael Che and uh, Colin Jost from uh, Saturday Night Live. And if you haven't seen these guys oh, do Weekend State, they are freaking They're hilarious. Funny. They are pretty funny. Uh, Yo. Know, uh, Joseph with a nice baseball cap, and then uh, R.J. with a nice baseball cap, and Joseph with the uh, New York Mets hat, which uh, I was wondering about immediately threw, which immediately drew the ire of um, everybody in Philly. So, um, and then from there, uh, Triple H uh, comes out, and after break, um, they show uh, the. Instagram video that uh, Batista posted um, saying he wasn't going to be in Philly because he hates Philly and um, wants to know if he's got Triple H's attention now. He may be in Pittsburgh next week, but he may not because he hates Pittsburgh too. Um, And so then then, uh, Trips goes into a uh, semi-shoot promo where he talks about the difference between Ric Flair and Richard Flair, which was, I thought, I thought it was an absolutely um, fantastic promo. Um, Paul's always good on the mic. Paul always has been good on the mic. It's just, you know, um, a real, a real nice uh, setup. Then uh, Charlie with uh, the interview with Stephanie, um, talking about uh, Ronda and yeah. <clears throat> says that the lane match between Becky and Charlotte, as long as Becky signs the uh, whole harmless agreement, will be for the vacant Raw women's mm-hmm. title. And then she gets boo fucked. And, oh. so uh, and so then you get a uh, little conversation in the uh, back alcove between um, Roman and Dean. Um, then uh, the gauntlet match, uh, Heavy Machinery beating B-Team, The Ascension, and hapless Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, who I think now the only reason they are even keeping him around is because they've got his girlfriend in developmental. Okay, who's girlfriend? Oh my gosh, your your favorite crazy chick, Nikki. Chelsea Green. Who? Chelsea Green. Okay, my favorite huh? is Nick is Nikki. No, Rick Nikki Cross is my favorite crazy chick right now. Yeah, oh. mine too. 
So yeah. you, so you so you've lost so you've lost your love for the hot mess Van Ness, huh? Oh, I love Hot Mess Van S. That's great that she's in developmental. Thank you. Welcome, Hot Mess Van S. You probably won't be Hot Mess Van S because, well, you weren't Hot Mess Van S when you had a little stint in ROH. You were somebody else. But, yeah. What a, yeah. Well, yeah, Nikki Cross is my favorite. My favorite. Yeah. Crazy girl. And right Van S. Van S also wasn't um, blonde anymore when she had her little stint in ROH. Right. Yeah. Well, she's up. Yeah, she's up the blonde of, um, a little while Nikki back. Cross. Love me some Nikki so. Cross. She's my favorite. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, then uh, you get uh, uh, you get uh, Michael and Michael and Tr- and uh, Colin backstage uh, talking about the fact they're going to be correspondents for WrestleMania. Um, they see EC3 uh, giving himself a little bit of spray. Um, Titus O'Neil asked for a picture with uh, Che and makes Joe uh, take it, which was a hilarious, great slap uh, in uh, Joe's face. And then we see them. They're alive. They're back. The conga line. The conga line is okay. Remember I made the announcement last night, the conga line is okay. (laughs) The very second I saw it. Very sick of his eyes. The conga yep. line is okay. Yep. <laughs> so, so then you then you get uh, um, Seth talking to talking to Dean and uh, you know, trying to get him together, and then Elias comes out and um, sings a song insulting um, Philly because they don't have the Stanley Cup. Yeah, no. yeah. I was, you so, know what? And I was laughing at no. that. I was laughing at that because my buddy John Sard is a huge fan, you know, huge, huge fan to the point he's been on the news for all his memorabilia. That he's such a silly fan, okay? So I was laughing my butt off. Uh-huh. So yeah, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> wow. Um. And so that uh, that leads to uh, Dean Ambrose against Elias, and of course, uh, once again, as uh, Dean is uh, going on his way out the door, he does the honors and uh, gets pinned by Elias. Um, and then, uh, which uh, then Rollins and Roman come out <clears throat> after the match, um, and they start. Uh, so they start, uh, you know, trying to get uh, Dean to join them, and he's saying no. He leaves, or he's starting to leave, and then uh, at that point, um, boring Corbin comes out with uh, Musclehead Lashley, and uh, they start, and they start in, and Drew joins them, and they start uh, attacking the two of them. And at that point, Dean's like, okay, forget it. I, I can't. I <clears throat> runs back into the ring, um, helps Roman and Seth uh, dispatch the three baddies. Um, and then um, finally, after uh, much convincing, Dean Ambrose sticks his hand in, and yes, the Shield are back 
at least for mm-hmm. one last run. Yeah, after what we were discussing uh, this afternoon, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about it until you talk about it because I don't know if you want to talk about it, so I'll let you talk about it. About Ambrose. All right, all right. So then uh, from there you get uh, um, Tamina versus Sasha. Um, oh God. Oh. What a freaking match and a half that was. I'm so proud of Tamina. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Tamina's definitely uh Tamina's definitely made uh made leaps and bounds improvement in her in ring well, ability. Oh. The only thing I can say is she's got Naya's gotta be working with her and so is everybody else. Because we all know that she was I'm not gonna call her a no spell. I'm not gonna say she sucked. She wasn't where she is now. Okay, it's nowhere near. And she's awesome. She looks she looks badass, everything. Her, her look, her gear, in her in ring has improved leaps and bounds. You are correct. Sorry, fans perspective. But um yeah, I'm, I'm super I'm, happy what they're doing with the women. I right know but, now. Um, but, but super happy. you gotta you you gotta know you gotta know Jess, you gotta know one thing. Naya and Tamina are like high on my hotness list. Okay. Very okay. high on my hotness list, like huge, okay. enormous. They're okay. It goes, they're they're like right up there with China. Okay, it, it, yeah. Then she's like top of my hotness list. So, yeah, okay. they're right up there. Yep. Mm. Uh, mm. Yep. Love me some Camino. So. <laughs> yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yep. Okay, so so then we get back to backstage. Michael Che goes to the bathroom, and then. They decide to revisit the Dave Schultz, John Stossel situation with um, with Jost saying to Braun Strowman, "Oh, hey, this stuff, this stuff can't be real, can it?" <laughs> to which Strowman grabs him and. And pushes him up against the wall and no, he straight up him, you know, slammed him right up. Yeah, I mean he did, he did. He slammed him. And he's did. like, "What do you think?" Boy, right now with this throat, I actually sound like Braun. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Let me you tell you him. something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. I, I'm just waiting. You know what I'm waiting for him to do? I wait and wait for him to gather up a whole bunch of phlegm in his throat and go, "You're fired." Oh I'm my! Just yeah. for it. Oh God! All right, sorry. I'm feeling better. My yeah. stomach isn't churning anymore, so I'm able to laugh. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. Yeah. Last last segment almost so, six. Sorry. Ah, no problem. No problem. Legit. So. Uh, okay, Tamina. Tamina and Naya. Uh, okay. That. So you got so you gotten that. Um, then uh, um, you get uh, the um, revival um, facing yeah. uh, the. Facing the combination of Aleister Black and Ricochet for the Raw Tag Ooh. Team Championship, uh, yeah. which was which uh, was 
interrupted by uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. And so Revival wins the match by DQ. Um, Then you get the big finish. Uh, Stephanie comes out and she has the belt. Um, she has the, you know, and then she gets, uh, you know, shows the uh, situation last week with Rhonda. Um, and then she brings uh, Charlotte and brings out Becky. Uh, Charlotte pushes uh, Becky to sign the uh, hold harmless agreement. Mm. Um, and Becky says, you know, hey, I eliminated you on one leg. I'll have no problem beating you up on one leg right now. So she signs it, and then uh, Rhonda is backstage, and she starts heading to the ring. Um, and then uh, by the time we get back from commercial, Rhonda comes out. Um, <clears throat> Rhonda demands her belt back. She says she was you know, trying to make a point with Steph, and that and then just goes into this absolute tirade. I mean, she went off the rail where she's, you know, like she's not going to be here to entertain the fans and put on a smiley face. She doesn't care if she gets food. Screw the man and screw the woo. And then, boom, she kicks out Becky's crutch, nails her, Nailed she Charlotte. Fell. Charlotte bailed. And then Char- poor Becky. Char- Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Charlotte stepped out of the ring and just let it let it happen and watched, okay? Straight up. Say like, nope. And she watched <laughs> the expression on Charlotte's face. Uh, I mean, a lot of Sweet people beauty. don't like her. They think, she, they think she doesn't, you know, do reactions well in that. Um, I'm going to say at least in this and case, her lips are fake. they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because she looked like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? We've unleashed no. a monster. Oh. Not, not to mention, not to mention, I think she just had her lips filled because they looked like somebody, a beast on her. So, uh, yeah. Probably a little collagen in that. Um, yeah, I, I watched uh, watch too much so, watched, okay? Uh, <laughs> right. So, so... <laughs> Rhonda delivers several arm bars to Becky, keeps knocking her down, keeps punching her out, delivers the arm bars, leaves her lane. The only thing that was missing from that was what she said to Kat Zingao after she beat her in 14 seconds when she was standing over her and going, don't cry, don't cry. I, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Rhonda to say that. Seriously, yep. I'm waiting. Yep. For, I'm waiting for her to pull out the cat Jingao and say, oh "Don't cry." God. Oh my God! No, seriously, that just that just goes back to my sister and I. Okay, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> I would have. Yep. Oh God. That I don't know what I would do. She said that to me. <laughs> yep. She'd kick my yep. ass any day of the yep. week, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Now, if everybody's wondering, um, now obviously we're really not uh, running into time to do SmackDown tonight. Oh. Um, you know, go, you know, go over time. It's cool. 
go into overtime. It's cool. All right. All right. That's all right. That's cool. If you want to do it, we're, yeah. I'm good with it. Uh, Buddy had a late walk. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um. So. Uh, of course, we know at the uh, King Kong. Yeah. Grass show. They didn't do anything for him. Then, I was a little upset. I, I've seen them do things on the fly the day maybe, before. Maybe so, before. Maybe well, maybe they'll get to it. Maybe they'll get to it. I don't so know. Sad. But uh, nowadays, everything <laughs> everything is done on the network. So, you know, yeah. they'll they'll have they'll probably have something on the network for him. And that. Uh, so anyway. Um, so we so we start out with uh, Hemp Boy and the uh, Jolly Jolly Ginger Giant, um, <laughs> or yeah, you know, Captain yeah Captain well Captain <laughs> Captain Planet 2.0 the you know environmental <laughs> the Straight Environmental Society let's let's call them that the SES. Oh my God. Oh my God! All that's it, all that's left for him to shake. A new, a new, a new SES, the Straight Environmental Society. Yeah. You see, because you see, he needs to shave his head, and he doesn't have to do Rowan's. You know, Harper's got to come back, and he can shave Harper's head, and then the Bludgeon Brothers can be together. Okay, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, Harper. Yeah, well, Harper with that bald spot. Yeah, he needs. Yeah. It. Um, yeah. Shave that head. So anyway, he's so anyway he's he. Uh, um, he starts in about Kofi, then he starts in about, uh, Owen saying, you know, he's like all of you. He looks like you. He thinks like you, um, he doesn't deserve a shot. He's a nobody. Uh, yeah. You know what? Like, and, I'm gonna be, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear Owen's music and Owen comes down and, for the first time ever, the man has not acted as a laxative. I actually agreed with every absolute word that came out of his mouth. He, it looks like they're turning him babyface, and I'm not minding Yeah, but for the time being, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sit there and see that, but to sit there and say Owens is a nobody, are you kidding me? He had a very illustrious career while he was in the Indies. You know, like, very, I mean, him and yeah. Joe. Hey, hey. Together. Kevin Steen. <clears throat> Kevin Steen was a big draw um, here here in uh, the Chicago area as uh, part of AAW. Well, then there's, there's two CW uh, as well he was successful in. And, of you course, know? Uh, you know, Rick Bonner. Yo, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, Kill Steen, Steen Kill came during his Ring of Honor stint, which then turned into Fight Steen yeah. Fight, which mm-hmm. they've now carried over into the Kevin Owens character. Fight Owens, and that. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so you get, so you get, uh, so you get them, uh, they... They fight, um, uh, and uh, Rowan finally gets uh, Owens with the uh, with the claw slam, which 
I thought it was actually pretty cool looking myself. Uh, From there, we go to uh, Miz versus uh, Jey Uso, uh, Shane at uh, ringside for that one. Um, Not a bad match. Uh, Miz, uh, the second time, hits the uh, skull-crushing finale to uh, get the win. So that uh, will help Mm -hmm. lead into uh into Sunday night's match um which mm-hmm. but I have supposed to yes okay we bitch about a certain someone his name doesn't need to be brought up you'll understand the second I say it we bitch about a certain someone holding a title as he owns a company well um what is this with Shane okay Shane you've been a tag team champion and you're still with your tag team partner and everything else, um, what are you? Are you a worker or are you a McMahon? Which are you? Yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. is it? Exactly. Make up your mind. Right. Because right. as far as I'm concerned, yeah. you're taking opportunity away from other teams and other wrestlers. And that does not fly well with me at all. Pick a job. Wear one hat. Right. Right. Yep. Well, Shane will, Shane will probably... You know? be done again, at least in a wrestling role for a while after Mania um, when, you know, according to uh, current uh, storyline theory, he and Miz will uh, square off against each other. Yeah. And uh, Sunday should be the uh, should be the breaking point for them. Yeah. Um, I think Miz is so, going to disappoint his father. I think Miz is going to disappoint his father. I think he is. I hope he does. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't well, decide if he's a wrestler or a Japanimation character. Wear one hat, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I've never liked this so, year, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the Miz. Oh, my gosh. No, not since the real world. I, I don't like the Miz. But that's okay. I do appreciate. I appreciate his talent. I don't have to like him, but I appreciate his talent. I, I love him. I love his personality. I love his. I love. I love his persona. I love what he puts out there. He cracks me up. Uh, he in my neighborhood, he'd get boot fucked, right on sight. Okay, the second he opened yep. his mouth, done. Because he's the same way in freaking real life, too, you know, in, in some aspects of the deck. So. Yeah. So, all yeah. right. So, anyway, at, at that point, um, we get uh, Truth and uh, Carmella coming out, and uh, R-Truth talks about uh, how um, he says he didn't know that his hero, John Cena, issued an open challenge every <laughs> week. Uh, Truth says he's tired, but he sees every but he sees seen everywhere he turns. TV, the poster in his room, um, <laughs> this movie with a uh, with a truck that turns into a human, and that. It's not a truck. It's not a truck. And it's a car. And Carmella and Carmella says, "Hey, Cena also said never give up." And Truth said and said to him that uh, the open challenge is right is on right after this. Seven second dance play. Uh, 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 uh. 
<laughs> it was more like 11 seconds. Yay. But hey. It's all good. So, I didn't make you play yay. most of the song. I didn't make you big play most of the song, so that's all good. <laughs> well, I, 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 made, I made a special I, cut of it for this. I, don't I wiggled I my a, nose. I made, I made, I made a special, I made a special, seriously? special dance break cut for this. Now, so it's we've got seriously. it. It is seriously uh, one of my favorite dance tunes of all time. Okay. So, yeah. I'm so sick I couldn't move, so I just wiggled my nose. I'll, I'll send you my <laughs> ultimate favorite. I'll have to send you my ultimate favorite dance song ever. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Realizes, hey, you know, suddenly, oh my gosh, now, we face three guys in this open challenge, and the refs say, like, yep, hey, you said open challenge, so this is it. So it's uh, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Andrade, who no longer has any other names. Um, his, his, uh, Fatal Four Way. Just finish yourself. So, um, so then uh, um, after after the after the uh, um, after uh, Ray goes up, hits a frog splash. Joe hits back senton to break up the cover. Um, he uh, delivers the Nuranagi for an Almas, and we have a new United States champion. So there goes. I love there you, goes Truth. that. Uh, I love you, Truth. There goes Truth I do. Going to I, adore I adore you, Truth, but I knew they wouldn't let him keep the strap long. It pissed me off he didn't keep keep it longer. But at least he lost it to somebody like Joe, okay? And Joe's been waiting for two years to get a strap, and he should have had a strap a long time ago. And I've been saying that for a while too, you know. I mean, I understand why they kept him in NXT for as long as he did because he was holding a belt. I always felt he should have been brought up sooner, and I've always felt he should have had the belt within the, at least a belt within the first year. You know, they shouldn't have made him wait this long. He's he's a beast. You wouldn't, I mean, seriously, you wouldn't even let him give angry butt sex to Lesnar, okay? You wouldn't, won't let Braun beat him either. But, you know, you wouldn't even let let him cinch on the coquina clutch to brought to brought Lesnar, and that pissed me off. So I'm yeah. more than over the moon that Joe has a belt. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, um, and the coquina clutch, um, I named it Angry Butt Sex because that's what it looks like when he takes him down to the mat. It looks like Angry Butt Sex. So yeah, if yep. you hear me say Angry Butt Sex, yep. it means a coquina clutch. <laughs> Just thought you right. might need to and know. Shayna Baszler does her own version of, of angry butt sex. Yeah, so. she's got her own angry butt sex too. It's even prettier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jess. Oh my I'm God, so you sorry. Got to be here. Um, okay, breathe, so, breathe. Yeah. So then, now you know how I so feel. Then, uh, we get uh, so then we get uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black facing the bar. Um, and you notice I get that accent every time I say the bar. The bar. They should just say the yep. pub. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call it the pub. So uh, Ricochet Ricochet wins uh, by uh, pinning Cesaro. Um, 
which after the match then brings out Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, um, which then uh, brings out the Hardys, and they yeah, knock out uh-huh. uh, Sheamus Cesaro. Then they get uh, Nakamura. Then they get Rusev. Um, but then uh, Ricochet hits a plancha, and we all fall down, go boom. Bye-bye. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Don't fall down. Bring around the Rosie. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. No, that's me. I just, oh, just go ahead, Katie. No, I'm fine. They all went crash boom. Ring around the Rosie. They all fall down. Yep. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And then, uh. That's okay, that's okay pretty girl. You're fine. Yeah. Still here. <laughs> and then, oh. Corey Graves. Corey Graves' crush, Mandy Rose, um, well, his TV crush, um, goes up against uh, Naomi, um, and then um, Mandy Mandy wins, but uh, they make the mistake of walking backwards up the ramp, which then leads to Asuka, who they were doing uh-huh. this as a uh, precaution. <laughs> for Asuka. <laughs> right. Well... Last night, Asuka was that uh, Mandy did, and they didn't communicate, and so Asuka uh-huh. was fairly uh, on her head. Um, oh my God, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I love Asuka. I know, taking they were taking they were, they were taking no chances and making sure that um, you know that uh, Asuka didn't do anything as far as taking any bumps or anything like that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go out, make the uh, make the blind attack, and then yeah, to uh, set up Sunday. Yeah, boot up the shoot and get out of there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Can't be having an injury. Then uh, AJ Styles comes out for for an interview, um, and he talks about uh, um, how Kofi got screwed. He wouldn't want to be in. Uh, either Rob Brian's or uh, Kevin's place. Um, and mm-hmm. says, yeah. uh, then Randy uh, Orton shows up and kind of takes a little shot and says, hey, you think you're the only person that uh, uh, deserves the title shot? No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. <clears throat> so... Um, then we find then we find out uh, that uh, Ray will face uh, Andrade on the uh, kickoff show. Then we get uh, um, KO versus the Angry Ginger Giant. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Hey, that's all right. Go ahead, laugh. I like it. I like it. Because I'm not a ginger giant. That's why it's funny. Yep, yep. Um, Owens wins by DQ, and um, then as some uh, extracurricular uh, post-match activity is happening, all of a sudden out comes Mustafa Ali, who uh, we haven't seen since before um, before um, uh, Elimination Chamber because he had been out with uh, injuries and that. Um, 
and he goes and he goes uh, off on uh, Rowan and Brian. It was a you know, it was a, it was a good it was a good welcome back. I was glad I was glad to see that. You know, yes, I'm prejudiced because he and I are longtime friends. We've worked together in um, many promotions together. So hey, you know, I'm gonna always put him over. Um, mm-hmm. I know uh, it. Then you. Uh, I know you will. Right. Uh, then you then you get uh, um, puffy lips coming out and um, oh um, has uh, has uh, kill blue kill kill bill uh, um, number two Beck yeah. come on out and then they get into they get into a. Uh, a brawl. Um, the officials come out. Charlotte leaves. Boom, and that is the end of the show. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to um, see what happens. Uh, Fastlane is definitely it's a throwaway pay per view. We still really don't understand why they have it, um, but they do. So. No, back in back in the day, um, after uh, February, they didn't have a pay per view until uh, WrestleMania. So, uh, who knows? Who knows? But um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to us tonight. Uh, yeah, don't forget for tomorrow out. night, right back here live in the ER. At least Ricky Morton, hopefully Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express will be joining us live. Tina Gant, love you, darling. Thank you so much for uh, being this. Uh, We really appreciate it. Um, Sean will be back with us tomorrow night for this one. Um, So y'all have a a good night. Uh, Sleep well. And uh, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve, along with my two co-hosts. I'm Trust Blue, a.k.a. Sick Mouse Mayhem. No. Sad. I'm pouting. I'm pouting. And the other reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks, chaotic Katie. Well, folks, you know what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Get the hell out, return your glasses to the bar, and turn the damn lights off this time. Yeah. Ooh, prodigy.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.